your side. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. About five after, just a couple of minutes past 11 o'clock here on a Wednesday. Bottom of the hour, David Kaplan will join us from the Windy City. Matt Poston's momentarily. In fact, let's bring him aboard now as he covers the Big 12 for Heartland College Sports, but also the NFL uh, as part of the uh, Maven uh, Fan Nation, I believe, is the umbrella. But regardless, uh, NFL. Trent, there's some massive news brewing in the NFL. And if you're a fan of the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Raiders or the Broncos, your day might be on the cusp of being made because Tyreek Hill is out of Kansas City. They have given him the opportunity to look around. And apparently the Jets and the Dolphins are about to meet their asking price, and it's just a matter, what are they thinking in Kansas City? I don't get it. Trent, Matt Postens, what are they thinking? This guy is is as big a weapon Mm -hmm. in, in the NFL as anybody, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was talking to a friend of mine. In fact, I was actually talking to Pete, our site owner. He is, he lives in Kansas City, so I, I was even like, "Are you kidding me? What is going on?" He's like, "Well, he's getting close to thirty, and his main asset is speed. And when yeah. your main asset is speed, and you get close to thirty, you don't want to overpay for a guy. And he's making, or he was going to make, I think twenty million in the new contract they were talking about. And I guess for Kansas City." They just feel like that's a bit too rich for a guy who's probably going to want four to five years, probably going to want a lot of money guaranteed, and has in the past had some hamstring problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the asking price is two first-round picks. That would at least enable them to draft a wide receiver in a draft where I think there are some very good options for in sure. the first round. But it's a it's a big change. I mean, you talk about a guy who has a rapport with a quarterback, him and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. all three of those guys have an incredible rapport. So you're taking a risk and breaking the three of them up. But, uh, you know, sometimes these are the risks you have to take when you have a salary cap and you have to manage it in the NFL. Well, there are some moves of the team that you covered, the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get into Big 12 basketball, let's talk about them. A lot of changes, some new faces there, trying to get everything right with the salary cap. Overall, your viewpoint going into the draft of what the Cowboys have done. Well, I, I think they've they've turned over a lot more than I was expecting. I, I you know, I like Amari Cooper. I think they should have hung on to him personally. Uh, I think there's more to it than simply just the salary cap hit. And I think the trade was laughable. I mean, to get a fifth and a six-round pick for a guy like that is ridiculous. No. He was worth much more than that. Um, losing Randy Gregory hurts because that hurts no. their depth in the defensive line. And he's a very explosive player, and he didn't have some good things to say about the organization on his way out the door. Uh, Mike Fisher had a good sto- good story on our site on that the other day. Um, the players they've taken into this point they've kind of prioritized you know depth at this point uh they haven't really gone out and gotten anybody you know, any big fishes they're still interested in grabbing bobby wagner if possible they're still interested in, in talking to a couple of other guys but you know right now it's it feels kind of like the last couple of years in free agency where they're focusing on depth they're focusing on making sure they have enough talent in particular positions but they're not really fishing for anybody big right now which you know, the Cowboys have, have 
you know, bigger cap issues that they have to deal with. That's part of the logic for trading Amari Cooper. They get a big cap savings from that. But uh, uh, they're lo- I think they're looking more at the draft than they are at free agency at this point. Well, as a Broncos fan, if Randy Gregory, those demons, uh, if he can keep them um, away from him, Boy, oh boy, he's a disruptor. He's a difference maker. So we shall see. Yeah, well, let's let's get into the Big Twelve. Matt Poston's a good article on uh, not only the men but the women, uh, the women's basketball, the Big Twelve as well. And Iowa State clearly one of those stories, uh, both men and women. So let's start uh, with uh, with Iowa State as they will get set to take on Miami on Friday night. Uh, TJ's done a remarkable job with this with this squad. They don't score a lot. In fact, they struggle to score. But man, oh man, on the defensive uh, end of the floor. Um, we think who? Trent Houston, mm-hmm. Texas Tech obviously guards you, but Iowa State, that is their calling card. And here they are in the Sweet 16, as improbable a, uh, a run uh, we've seen from year to year in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I don't know that anybody's had that big a turnaround from year to year. Uh, I, I, I just don't think anybody's ever done it. And, you know, I think their defense was actually at the best it's been in about a month in those two games in Milwaukee. I mean, what they did to Wisconsin was just stifling, and Wisconsin's an extremely good offensive team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got an All-American in Johnny Davis. Uh, they got two or three guys that can hit you from three, and the way that they guarded the three-point line and the kinds of plays they made down the stretch, the Hunter Steele, uh, the uh, Kuntz's block shot, the final couple of minutes, they made some big plays down the stretch to win that game. and They're playing... A similar type of team in Miami on uh, Friday. Uh, it's a very offensive-minded team. Um, it's a team that has four players and double figures. Um, they they don't play the kind of defense that Iowa State does, but they you know they play a very different offense than Iowa State does too. So this is going to be a nice, interesting game of contrast between these two teams. And you know, again, I think it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. You know, can you know Iowa State held. Uh, those two teams under 54 points in those two games, and they held Wisconsin to 49. They're going to have to have that kind of game against Miami if they want to advance to an Elite Eight game with potentially Kansas, which would be pretty incredible for Big 12 fans. Kansas, they feel different with Remy Martin back healthy and playing at the level certainly he does. It goes from a nice team that, yeah, they can make a Final Four too. This team can win it all, at least in my mind. How do you see the Jayhawks right now and what Martin has added to them, certainly offensively? Yeah, I mean, I saw them in December in person, and Remy was playing. He was healthy back then. He hadn't had his knee injury. He had a huge three-pointer against Stephen F. Austin, and I thought to myself at that point, well, this guy's going to be – this guy's different. He's willing to hit big shots. He's willing to take big shots. And then he got hurt, got out of the rotation basically for two months, and really over the last four games, his scoring per game has gone up each of the last four games. Uh, he had a couple of big threes early that Bill Self said really kind of settled them down against Crichton in the first half of that game. And, you know, when you think about bringing a guy like that off the bench who averaged nearly 20 points a game over two seasons at Arizona State, who has, I think, basically fit in now as a point guard, as a scorer. He understands his role. He knows that Ochai Agbaji is the guy. But if you put him and Agbaji and Brown <laughs> on the floor at the same time, who do you guard? Because all three of these guys can hit big shots. Uh, he really kind of changes the da- dynamic of what they can do long-term in this tournament over the next two weeks. And you're right. You know, I thought coming into the tournament, they were a, a Final Four contender. I think with Martin playing the way he's playing, I, I like them to get to the Final Four now, even though they've got a very difficult game against Providence coming up on uh, thir- on Friday night and then potentially you know Iowa State or Miami on Sunday. 
So is this um is this one of Bill Self's better coaching jobs? Because uh, Matt Trent and I talked about this at the beginning of the show. There wasn't a time throughout. You know, throughout the season where we've um, watched the Kansas game um, and, and the buzzer sounds and you're thinking to yourself, boy, oh boy, this is the one of the top two or three teams in the country. They're good, but yet I never felt like this team is, you know, one of those elite teams. Yet here they are. And I totally agree with both of you that Remy Martin is a difference on this team. But yet uh, during, during the season, I never felt like they belonged in that conversation. Is this all on self? Well, I think he certainly deserves a lot of credit for it. I mean, when you have a player like Martin who comes in and you know that he can do things to your program that can elevate it within the one year he's going to be there and you don't have him for two months, then you have to you know, rearrange some things in terms of what you're doing. Now, certainly having Ochai Baji and Christian Brown and four returning starters you know, definitely helped them. But you know, Jalen Wilson didn't have a good start to the year. He stayed patient with him, and by February he was playing his best basketball of the season. Uh, he's managed to squeeze very good work out of Dewan Harris, uh, out of a couple of other guys in their bench. You know, their their human Swiss Army knife and Mitch Whitefoot has done good work mm-hmm. for them. Um, he's basically he's done a really good job of working David McCormick throughout the year. It's been a frustrating year for their forward, but you know him still dealing with the soreness in his foot and the way Bill Self has tried to manage him over the past few weeks to make sure that he's ready for this stretch run, I think has been uh, very savvy. So he deserves a lot of credit for just. You know, moving the pieces around, and I think overall just being patient with this team and understanding that he had talent, that he had a path to potentially get to the Final Four. And, you know, right now they look like that 2018 team, except I think they have more depth than that 2018 team, and certainly they have more scoring options than that 2018 team. Matt, uh, jumping to their opponent in the Sweet 16, Providence. Analytics hate them. They win all kinds of close games, and they've looked good here in the tournament, blowing out both South Dakota State, a very cheeky kind of upset bid there, and then dispatching Richmond in easy fashion, winning that one by 28. What do you see about Providence that would give you pause from a Kansas perspective? Well, you know, you look at Providence, and I think the thing that they remind me of is they kind of remind me of Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I know analytics don't like them, but they're starting five. It's very much like Tech in that you have a lot of players that are the same size, so defensively, they can switch and not lose a lot if you if you if you want to. Uh, it creates some mismatches potentially with players like Akbaji and Brown that are a little bit shorter than their front line. Um, they're going to play physical defense with you, and that's how you beat Kansas. You've got to play tough physical defense with them, and they've got a couple of guys that uh, you know average 13 points a game, but everybody in their starting lineup averages at least six and a half points a game. So. I know analytics don't like them, but I mean, if you look at their Ken Palm defensive ranking, they're in the 60s. You know, Kansas is in the 40s. So there's not a whole lot of difference between the two of those teams defensively. I just think that, you know, Providence gets a little bit underrated because, you know, this is their, this is the first time they've been this highest seed in the NCAA tournament. They've never been a four seed. Uh, but they're a really good basketball team. They beat, uh, oddly enough, they beat Texas Tech in December by four points in that Big 12 Big East battle. So they understand at least somewhat. They have some experience against a Big 12 team that they can lean on. And I think it's the right Big 12 team given how they're built and given how they'll play Kansas. I still like Kansas to win, but I don't think anybody should go into this game thinking that it's going to be a, a cakewalk for Kansas to, uh, to get to the next round. Providence is an extremely good team, and, and Ed Cooley, is a great coach, is going to yep. figure out a way to scheme them properly. Uh, make a case that Texas Tech ends Mike Krzyzewski's career. 
I don't think that Duke has seen anybody that plays defense the way Texas Tech does. I mean, if you think about the fact that they played (laughs) the last eight minutes of that game against Notre Dame, and the only field goal they made was the Kevin McCuller dunk at the end of the game that clinched it, their defense was incredible Mm -hmm. down the stretch. And they're playing defense at a level that Iowa State's playing at right now, too. Uh, Kevin O'Banner is the fourth player in NCAA history to start his career with five double-doubles. Uh, two of the players that also did that were Shaquille O'Neal and Larry Bird. Uh, so pretty good company there. He's playing very well. I just, you know, I when I, I watched Duke the other day, and you've got a very motivated team. Uh, you have five guys that score in double figures. One of them comes off the bench. Uh, obviously, they don't want to be the team that ends Coach K's career, but I just think it's going to come down to defense. And Tech right now in the Ken Palm rankings, if you, if you like analytics, they're number one in defense. Duke is in the 50s, I think, you know, which which isn't bad. But if you look at what's between Tech and Duke, there are seven other Big 12 teams in defensive efficiency. Mm. I just don't think Jeez. Duke's seen anybody that plays defense quite like they do. You know, we talk so much about football and the Big 12 in the future and what it's going to look like with Oklahoma and Texas departing, but you're going to be welcoming in Houston. <laughs> well, we've seen how good mm-hmm. Kelvin Sampson is year after year. BYU. Top 20 all-time in program victory. Cincinnati, top 15 all-time in victories as a program. And a sleeping giant in UCF. Yeah, you're losing the Sooners and the Longhorns, but basketball-wise, oh, this conference is going to be a bear going forward. Yeah, I and mean, you don't lose Texas and Oklahoma for a couple of years after those four teams come in, assuming the three in the American can can work things out with the conference and come in a year early. And you look at the women's side, too. Yeah. Uh, UCF darn near beat UConn the other night uh, in the second round. They, they got within about a couple of points there in the, in the last couple of minutes of that game. Um, BYU was in the tournament. Um, Houston was in the NIT. Um, the only team that really struggled this year was Cincinnati on the women's side, but uh, they've, got, uh, they've got some solid players over there that are coming back next year. So, you know, if you look at you know, all the different ratings that are out there, if you look at the eye test, you know, losing Texas and Oklahoma, yeah, that kind of hurts from a brand standpoint, but just from a pure basketball standpoint, this conference is going to be just fine. Uh, last thing for you, uh, we will, once they cut down the nets, begin to shift our attention, albeit down the road to football. When do you guys at Heartland College Sports and you with your college football, the yearbook that you put out, College Football America, the yearbook, when does that start? When does that A, planning start and you start to put it together? I mean, because this has to take months, right? Yeah, I mean, if you go to Heartland College Sports right now, you'll find our spring football previews on about half a dozen schools that started spring football this week. So uh, we're already on that. As far as our College Football America yearbook, we actually had our planning meeting right before the Big 12 tournament because I told my publisher, yeah, uh, once the Big 12 tournament starts, I'm not yours for about three weeks. Mm. <laughs> so we had to have that planning meeting and um, yeah, we're already working on the book right now. Our hope is to have it out, you know, hopefully, you know, June, somewhere in that area. We had our best sales ever last year. We haven't decided who's going to be on the cover yet, uh, but uh, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're moving along. And part of it is, you know, the landscape continues to shift. Marshall is suing Conference USA to get out this year so they can join the Sun Belt. They're on the Sun Belt schedule. They're on the Conference USA schedule. So we really don't know where to put them in the book just yet. So we kind of have to wait until at least Conference USA and the Sun Belt come to some sort of arrangement as to how what's going to happen next year uh, as far as football goes. But the landscape continues to shift all around, and I, and I don't think it's anywhere close to, to being done shifting 
at least until they figure out when they're going to expand the playoff and uh, Division One settles what its constitution is going to look like. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports uh, Fan Nation, where he covers the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, very busy guy. DallasBasketball.com. Good stuff, Matt Poston. Of course, the uh, the yearbook we just mentioned, the College Football America yearbook. Matt, thank you as always. We appreciate the, uh, the you doing this for us. We'll talk to you down the road, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Matt Postens. You can follow him on Twitter at Postens Postcard. Very high on the Big 12, as you would anticipate, uh, covering the league as he does. Texas Tech Duke, boy, if they get him, I'm in. They'll get him. You think they get him? Yes. You think Duke's improved that much? No, I don't. I don't. I watched North Carolina kick the Unawada out of them. Yes. I mean, that's embarrassing. Shashevsky's final game at Cameron Indoor. That Michigan State team stinks. They do. Trent, uh, yes, they do. And they're um, a five with five to go. And then Duke didn't miss a shot, which right. is never going to happen again. Right. right. Down the stretch to play that well. Yeah, they, they just couldn't miss. That's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech's I think that team. was the. I think they're out of the fairy dust. I think they sprinkled <laughs> yeah. on for honestly, for to that To get to game, the second weekend. To get to the second weekend. And that's it. And then it'll end in a loss to Texas Tech. Think of the programs in the Big 12, too. Baylor. Laughingstock. Yeah. Murder scandal. Yeah. Shut down. Yes. They win a national championship mm-hmm. last year. Texas Tech, you can never win in Lubbock. Nice. They play for a national championship uh-huh. in 2019. And if it would have, should have. Yes. And there was plenty of those in that game. Coach leaves, goes to Texas. It's over. Well, not so fast. Right back at it again. And those were the laughing stocks. Those were mm-hmm. the places you could never win in this league. Right. And they're winning at a high level. And the then last year, Iowa State bottomed out. Two wins. A consensus last place team in the coaches polling. And they loved it too. They they're yes. using that. They're using that. All nine coaches thought they mm-hmm. were gonna be the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Well, they're in the sweet sixteen now. Uh by the way, we talk a lot about the athletic. Really a couple of really good articles on Iowa State. Doc was at uh, Media Day, our Media Day, Pro Football uh, the uh workout day mm-hmm. uh with all the NFL scouts in town. Uh, really good piece there. And then one of their national writers did a lengthy piece on TJ and the uh, basketball program. And their return to the Sweet 16, two good ones uh, at The Athletic this week. So if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, you're waiting for whatever it is, that one more nudge to put you over the top. There's two of them. We will head to Chicago next. David Kaplan joins us next. A Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy Chicago Sports Conversation coming up on Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Started today. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... Global Direct Mail and Marketing is the teammate your small business needs. Locally owned and located in Urbandale, Global Direct Mail and Marketing can help your small business create the high-quality print materials your business needs to succeed. Whether it's business cards, flyers, business forms, letterhead, calendars, or a mail piece to attract new customers, Global Direct Mail and Marketing is ready to go to work for you today. Save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need. Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project 
It's for podcasting. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Madness? Madness? Madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds means higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling tripping, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. See you soon. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our guys, David Kaplan, off to Chicago. We shall go. And he joins us. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Cap. How are you? All good. Ready for the Sweet 16. So excited to see where this all heads. Where is it going to go, Cap? Help us out. Um, obviously, it didn't work out for Iowa. Your bracket was destroyed, as a lot of them were, especially here in... Uh... At least I didn't have them winning the title. <laughs> I have Arizona. Oh, you do? Wow. Yeah, I have Arizona winning it, but I had Iowa going a long, long way, and I am not happy with the Hawkeyes. Come on. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. You're not alone, Cap. No. Not alone. And then There's... how about this one? Big, big parlay going with one game to get on Sunday, and I'm going to cash for, like, I don't mean, like, stupid money, but, like, in the thousands, like $5,800 Wisconsin money line. That's <laughs> all I need. In Milwaukee against a team that was two and twenty-two last year, and the overrated Badgers gag. State of Iowa has not been kind to you here no, the last few days, Cappy. No, because I had Drake the other day. Oh no, lose. they were up nineteen with nine minutes left. Yes, yeah, I'm the idiot that was on the phone with my brother because we're in a pool where you pick games, you give you <laughs> shares, and then you bet your shares. And he goes, "What do you think of Drake?" I'm like layup drake wins this game and then he called me hey they're up 19 we're good and i <laughs> checked my phone i'm like oh god what happened yeah great question just an utter utter collapse you know i'm not so sold on your arizona cap i know trent thinks that that was their that was their scare and they're going to be not fine but they had that one scare survive in advance i get it houston's a tough team how confident are you that you've still got the right team at the to win your bracket uh, I still feel pretty good. I mean, you can't feel like anything's a lock 
in this tournament. I mean, St. Peter's, for crying out loud, yeah. is playing in the Sweet 16. But Arizona has the talent to get it done. I'll tell you a dark horse team, I guess they're not a dark horse, but they kind of are because I don't see people with tickets on them. Purdue to win the championship. They got a double-barreled attack inside of mm-hmm. big guys, and then they got a guy who's a top five pick in Ivy. I mean, they've got shooters and Stefanovic and others, and they're well coached. So would I be shocked if Purdue beats St. Peter and then beats the winner of Miami and UCLA, I believe is how that bracket balls, and they're in the Final Four. Hey, Kepi, speaking of college basketball, we're going to see uh, an evolution and a change at the MVC. We've talked about that, obviously, with Loyola departing to the A-10. Murray State, great program. Belmont, great university in Nashville. Those were home runs. The UIC edition, it worked with Loyola coming to the MVC, and that program took a huge step forward. UIC, it's a big school enrollment-wise, a commuter school. I don't want to say a sleeping giant, but is this a program that can get to a good level at the very least, a consistent winner as they move up to the MVC, like Jimmy Collins had him back in the early 2000s. Yeah, and prior to that, Bob Hallberg had them rolling and took them to the tournament. So as did Jimmy, may you rest the beat, both of those guys. Um, yes, they can. First of all, they can get just about anyone they want into school, A. B, That's when big. you have a talent-rich area of players – in the Chicagoland area, southern Wisconsin, northwest Indiana, well, those that head to the portal and are looking to get back closer to home and go somewhere where they can have an immediate impact, your and your family can see you play at whether you're playing against Valpo or Bradley or Illinois State, you're telling me you don't consider UIC? I don't believe that. I think they will. Uh, Cap, let's uh, let's move around. Well, let's stay on the basketball theme and uh, and the Bulls. They went down to defeat last night. Cap, I know you've mentioned this before, but it's alarming. Uh, just how, how the the struggles that they have had with teams above them. I mean, they. I think that I don't think they've won a game against a team that has a better record all year long. And it's like a remarkable. It's like a Minnesota Twins, New York Yankee, a playoff ineptitude streak that's going on there. What's up with that? It, you cut out there for a second. Talk about that again. Yeah, just the again, just, you cut out. Yeah, the Bulls. How, how mightily they've struggled with some of the elite teams in the NBA. I mean, and, and it hasn't been close a lot of nights. So their average margin of loss, they're zero and sixteen against the top three in the East and West. Their average margin of loss is fourteen point two points in those games. Like you're not even competitive. And last night. I'm excited. They beat Toronto. They played maybe their best game in two months. And now we're going to go to Milwaukee and see if we can shock the world. And Milwaukee had just lost to that Toronto team. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens here. And I turned it on, and they played well early. Booch hit three threes. I think he was four or five from beyond the arc. DeMar DeRozan never got to the free throw line. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. That's A. And then B, they were awful getting back in their smaller second unit defensively. And I'm watching, and I'm watching, and my wife's like, all right, are we going to watch something else? They're down 28 points. <laughs> no. And so I turned it off, and we watched episode three of Winning Time. And we can talk about that, too, because it's awesome. Yes. But that Bulls team, we have to understand that less than two years ago, it was Jim Boylan, a punch clock, 
timeout, down 30 with 15 seconds left. But they were a joke. And here we are less than two years later, and they're probably in the playoffs. They're competitive. They're radically better. They're going to win mid-40s games at least. So we just have to let this process continue to develop and see what they do in the offseason. A setback for Lonzo Ball in his uh, rehabilitation, coming back from a knee injury. Going to shut him down for 10 days and then uh, see what they're going to do going forward. Anticipation. Is there a better chance than not that Lonzo Ball, with these setbacks, maybe not going to be back for the season? Oh, I think there's a definite chance he's not back. They're letting him continue to do shooting and some other types of basketball drills, but they're backing off of his running because his knee was bothering him. Look, different people heal differently. Adrian Peterson of the Vikings had an ACL surgery on New Year's Eve one year. He was in the lineup in September. Derek Rose had an ACL surgery. He was gone basically for two years. Tariq Cohen hasn't played other than the injury in late September of 2020. He just got released because he couldn't pass his physical. So different people react to different surgeries. Lonzo did not even have an ACL. He had uh, an arthroscopic done, but his knee is still bulky. It is what it is, and if you're not going to win the title. If you take any chances with him year one of a four-year contract, I think you're stupid. Huh. Want to get to winning time. Trent was mentioning that at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. I have not seen it. So it sounds like you're off billions and uh, on to winning time. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm you're on- still in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. Now that uh, I can't think of his name, the guy who played Dick Winters in Band of Brothers, um, he played uh, from Billions. Not, not there, anyways. You're talking about Damian Lewis? Yeah, Damian Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. From Homeland as well. Okay. Um, Cap, let's talk baseball. The Tigers are better. Uh, the Twins made a major free agent move at least for a year. We think the Royals are going to, uh, their arrow is starting to move towards the upward, uh, upward direction. Not there yet. The, the White Sox ran away with its division last year. In fact, nobody was over 500 that was chasing them. I think they're in for more of a fight this year. Do you? I completely agree with you. And if you haven't read the article in The Athletic from Ken Rosenthal and Dan Hayes, of how the Twins got Carlos Correa. It's great. Highly recommend reading it. It's awesome. It is. Where they were not even after this dude. And Thad Levine, their GM, said he got a text message at 12.21 last Friday. 12.21 in the afternoon. All it says is from Scott Boris, we need to talk. (laughs) So he gets his team together. He's like, well, it's either Conforto, Correa, or there was uh, Castellanos. I don't know who he's texting about, but one of those dudes, and we're interested in any of them, well, let's talk. So they set up a call. Scott doesn't even start talking about Correa. He starts talking in generalities, and then he says, what would you think about Carlos Correa on a short-term deal? Excuse me? (laughs) To the Twins? Yes, we're interested. They keep talking, and... Fad Levine talks about at one twenty in the morning, they finally agree on the parameters of a deal. And Correa sounds like this is not just, I'll go play there for a year and get out. He may opt out and resign if they want him. But it sounds like he did his homework. Marwin Gonzalez, a former twin, and he knows him from from Houston. They talk. He talked to other people about playing up there. What's the cold like? And he said, I'm in. And they said, 
He's brought a new energy to that franchise. I think it's really cool, and I hope we have a great battle. And there he goes, David Kaplan. <laughs> we'll uh, get him back. Uh, by the way, while we wait for Cappy to come back, uh, Tyreek Hill is gone, Trent. He is a Miami Dolphin. Five draft picks for the speedy wide receiver, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. A first and second and a fourth this year, so a one, a two, and a four. Uh, as well as a four and a six in next year. Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. He's pushing 30, but he is now a former Kansas City Chief. Uh, and that uh, that franchise, uh, that's a blow. Um, in, in the here and now, this is a blow. Uh, you get it, you, that's, a, that's a great return. But man, oh man, Mahomes and Hill had some magic. Now it's Kelsey, uh, and he doesn't have that uh, other threat in, in, in Hill. I don't know where the Chiefs rank when you take a look at football's NFL's best division, and they are, uh, with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos all making significant upgrades to their roster this year, and the Chiefs. I don't want to say their window is closed, but if you're a Chiefs fan, you can't be feeling great today. I don't think. I mean, I get the move; it's a lot of drafts are capital. Five pick, five picks for Tyreek Hill, who is now a Miami Dolphin. All right, Cap, welcome back. Uh, you cut on us there, so good to get back, good to get you back for a final couple of minutes. Um, Chicago Cubs. What did you just say about Tyreek Hill? He is now a Miami Dolphin for he they he the fetches a first, a second, and a fourth this year, a fourth and a sixth next year. He's out of Kansas City. The Bears do that, or the or the uh, Packers. Yeah, Packers have two first round picks this year. And oh, by yeah, the way, Adams is a Raider. Yeah, I don't understand why, especially the Packers. That's a great point because they're all in to win. Oof, that that that's amazing. Uh, are the Cubs all in to win? No, they're trying to get better. Say, is Suzuki's a great addition? A friend of mine who scouts in Japan, I called him and said, "Hey, Say is Suzuki." He goes, "Dude, you're not getting Say is Suzuki. <laughs> that guy's really, really good, and he wants to win." And bam, the Cubs get him. And they look at him as a building block piece. So if you have him and Brennan Davis in your outfield, and Hayward's got two years left, he'll play some center, he'll be a replacement defensively. Like he's, it, he is what he is. It's signing they probably wouldn't do again with the exception of the meeting and game seven that they yep. credit giving them the world title. But they've got a few pieces. Okay, Nick Madrigal should be long-term at second base. Guy can hit. I don't think Wilson Contreras is here August 1st. He could be gone tomorrow, and I would not be surprised. Well, the Yankees apparently are in on him, Cap. Are you hearing that? Yes, same thing. They need a catcher. Their 22-year-old that they were going to promote after training Gary Sanchez is now injured with an oblique. Trust me, I had an oblique. It sucks. So if that's the case, yeah, if they've got the right pieces, I absolutely could see that happening. The Cubs are not going to resign this guy. You look at the veterans that they brought in, the Anderson Simmons, Villar, Jan Gomes, Clint Frazier, just a bunch of guys hoping to stick. And this is not, hey, we're going to let a bunch of quad 4A players go out there and try to make it a go as we're rebuilding. What are your thought process of that? No, None of these guys are stars by any means, but it would have been very easy for them just to go with kind of career minor leaguers, at least trying a little bit with these veterans. Your thoughts? Yeah, they're trying. Like, Clint Frazier was... I don't know, Chris Bryant's draft, I believe, and I think he was a top-six pick. Now, he's had some success in the big league. He also has had some injury issues. 
So guess what? If I'm Clint Frazier, do I want to go be a fourth, fifth outfielder somewhere? Or, you know what? Chicago's rebuilding. They don't have Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Castellano, <laughs> any of these dudes that were here the last 24 months. If I'm in shape, I think I can go in there and win a job. So all of a sudden, maybe you found something in Clint Frazier. Maybe you found something in one of these pitchers, Drew Smiley or whoever that might be, and they are nowhere near the luxury tax. I mean, they are $100 million under the luxury tax. So you don't know what deal presents itself, or perhaps in July they say, yeah, you know what, we're going to move Wilson Contreras or whoever it is. I feel like getting Suzuki was a huge addition, and then Brennan Davis has to be the guy. Uh, Cap, last thing for me. You mentioned Nick Madrigal briefly. He's been a long time since he's seen the field. Look, he, he, um, I think he gets on base. He's, he's a decent hitter. He's never, he's not a power hitter by any means. What do they expect out of Madrigal? You watched him on the south side. What do you see in Madrigal and what are they getting? They're getting a guy who can win a batting title. That's A. Mm-hmm. B, a guy who can be real solid defensively. I don't think he's a gold glove caliber second baseman. But I think he plugs into your two-hole for the next five years, plays second, hits around 300, he gets on base, he handles the bat well. Like, he's an old-school second baseman. You're looking for 30 home runs and 80 knocked in. I don't think he's that guy. But they have... They have. They did the Andrelton Simmons deal and why they weren't in on the Carlos Correa deal. If they were trying to win this year... They would have done what the Twins did and made the move because Correa was interested in the Cubs. No question about it. But for the Cubs, they're they're thinking, hang on a second. If we sign him and he opts out after one year and we win 82 games with him, what did we do? We gave up our second-round pick. We gave up $20 million in international signing money. That was the price. And we paid that dude $35 million. For what reason? So I understand why they did Great stuff, Cap. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, David Kaplan. Appreciate it. Have a good one. See you, buddy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Uh, Cappy, CenturionStoneofIowa.com. If you're in the market for natural manufactured stone, over 200 different color and pattern combinations available. Check them out online. You can see it on Instagram. Or, best yet, use your own two eyes and visit the showroom, Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. Trent's play the day. Circus Sports sponsors. It's next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March. That great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Or, fingers crossed, MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515 515- 400-3550. That's 400-3550. Or online, iowaurdemoines.com. Build your business. At Signorama of Urbandale, they offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. They have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around, and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Signorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. Check out the new location at 10301 Dennis Avenue in Urbandale and online at signorama.com slash IA. For all of your and your family's eye care needs, make it Elite Eye Care. 
Dr. Ethan Heisman, Dr. Macy Dealman, Dr. Heidi Bell, and Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home. From eye exams to contact lenses, eyeglasses to sunglasses, make elite eye care your local optometrist. In introducing Vision Therapy. Vision Therapy is a doctor-supervised, non-surgical, and customized program designed to correct vision problems. Set up your next eye care appointment with Elite Eye Care, University Avenue on the Waukee West Des Moines border, or the Eye Company in Ankeny, and online at iDoctor.com/Urbandale. Madness! Madness! Madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds means higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. Thanks again to Centurion Stone of Iowa for sponsoring Cappy Circus Play of the Day. Now, just real quick before we get into your games, mm-hmm. it, it's normally a quarterback that will move the sports betting needle regardless uh, regarding odds. Right. What does Tyreek Hill do in the AFC West? Anything? Probably not. I, they're not better. No. Still have the right guy quarterback. Yeah, they do, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks in that uh, in that division. Who picks up the slack? Such a difference maker. Yeah, you're asking the wrong. Oh, on the team or yes, in the division? Yeah, yeah. On the team. I mean, how much more can Kelsey do? <laughs> right. Is all of a sudden the light bulb going to go on for Hardman? No. Well, he's fast. He's fast. He's fast. He can't, can flat out fly. Can't catch cold. Um. I don't know. There's nobody like Tyreek Hill. I don't think there is. Not in the, not in the league. This the, is why it's so surprising to me. Does Kansas City think the window is closing? Well, I know there's a whole bunch of folks that are fingers crossed that it is. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with any Josh kind of justification. Gordon? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. They did. That's a good call. Yeah. But he's not Tyreek Hill. Well, that organization probably deserves the benefit of the doubt, though, right? They've done it well for a while. Yeah, yeah. They have built the roster. Mm-hmm. How are they going to be able to pay anybody when they pay that to Mahomes? Well, it's just it. And Veaches, he's been a wizard. Uh-huh. Uh, play of the day, Trent, before we run out of show, Circus Sports sponsors. Let's go with the two NIT games tonight. We're going to actually go with the favorite in game one. Give me Texas A&M minus the two and a half, and then... Grabbing the points with Washington State plus the three and a half against BYU. And how did you do yesterday? We were two and two. So you are four and five, five this on week. the week. Get the, these two and that puts you just treading water. And I'm looking at some golf matchups too this For afternoon. Sure. Hey, it's match play. Let's go. Absolutely. I understand it. Let's uh, get out of here. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Uh, Hawk Central tonight at 6. Miller and Condon, thanks for being with us. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.